Let me just take a few minutes with you and just remind you of what baptism is, okay? What is believer's baptism? What is going on today? Here is this tank right in front of me. We will be baptizing them. We could say immersing them. What are we doing? Just a few minutes here. Well, from a physical point, baptism is a public ceremony by which a person biblically is immersed or literally submerged into the water. That is just what the physical act of baptism is. In fact, the word baptizo just means to be submerged or immersed in water. Now, students of Scripture know that God teaches often in the Word of God in symbols and in pictures and in parables and in analogies. And water baptism is an analogy. It is a picture. It is an outward public, physical act that represents an inward spiritual truth. So really what baptism is, is showcasing something. It's showcasing something outwardly by, by being immersed of a reality that's happening internally. In fact, just two quick symbols. Baptism is identification. It is a symbol that you have identified with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. The book of Romans says in 6.3 that do you not know that all of you who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? And the baptism that he's speaking there in Romans 6 is actually not uh, physical water baptism. It's spiritual baptism, but it's speaking there of identification. And he says, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so too we might walk in the newness of life. And this is what water baptism is. It's a dying, if you will, a picture, a metaphor to the old life and a rising to the new life in Christ to walk in that newness of life. So symbolically, baptism is to be immersed into something, to be surrounded by something, to be identified by something, and immersion is that appropriate symbol to identify with our union of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And so that's what we're doing. That's what this is. It's an identification. Secondly, second symbol, it's for purification. Uh, Titus 3.5 speaks of such were some of you, but you were washed. You were washed. In other words, symbolically, you're purified. In fact, in Acts 22 Um, Saul tells Ananias, rise, be baptized, and wash away your sins. Now, baptism doesn't take your sins. Baptism is for believers. But it is a symbol not only of our identification with Christ, but of our purification. But you were washed. And then that phrase, wash away your sins. So water baptism pictures sin being washed away. So really the nine coming and giving testimony are going to be physically immersed, but there's a spiritual reality there, one of identification and union with Christ, dying to the old life, rising to the new one. And then the second symbol is one of purification, that their sins have already been forgiven. And and then just maybe a final word, who's baptism for? Baptism is for all believers, And uh, if you're in Christ, 
It is a command. It is for those who have repented of their sin and placed their faith in Christ alone for salvation. It is for those who have trusted Christ as a Lord and Savior. And then the continual command of the scripture is to repent, Acts chapter 2, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And as you walk through the book of Acts in 8.12, uh, when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. In other words, when you track the New Testament, water baptism always came after belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, in Acts 9, it says that Ananias entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight, so that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes. He regained his sight. He rose and he was baptized. In fact, to, to be frank with you, there's no place in the New Testament where anybody believed and was not baptized. In other words, those who are in the church of Jesus Christ are identifying with this union and this purification. In Acts 16, a woman named Lydia from Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God, the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul and after she was baptized. In other words, the Lord opened her heart. She was baptized. Again, in Acts 16, the jailer asked, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And then in Acts 16, 32, they spoke the word of the Lord to them and all who were in his house. He took them the same hour of the night, washed their wounds and he was baptized at once, he and all of his family. Listen, there's many, many more scriptures, but that's what this is. Listen, I'm going to ask you to do something today. There's nine that are coming to declare their faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe what I'd like you to do is pick one of them and put them on your prayer list and pray for them for the remainder of this year, okay? You're going to see them. They're going to touch your hearts at different points. You're going to be praising God. I think we're going to baptize, uh, is it maybe six in a row? Then we'll have a song and then we'll have the final three. But let me pray and we'll commence with the baptism service right now. Father, thank you for this wonderful testimony today. Father, thank you. Father, we recognize there's nothing magical in the water. There's nothing really special in the water. It's just water. But what it pictures and what it displays is that metaphor of union and identification and purification. Accomplish your perfect work this day, Father. May these testimonies ring true to our heart of the glory of the gospel and the good news of the gospel. And Father, specifically the grace that's been revealed in each of these nine that come this day. And we'll trust you for it in Christ's name. Amen.
Hi, my name is Karis Agley. I'm thankful for all that God has done and all that he's still doing for me. I've been thinking about how Genesis 127 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God knew that we were going to be sinners when he created us, but he still created us in his image. Sin entered the world and we were separated from God. We needed to be saved from our sin. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. I am thankful to be growing up in a home where we regularly read the Bible and are seeking to be obedient to God's commands. About two years ago, I learned that I couldn't fulfill these commands on my own. I needed God to change my heart and save me from my sins. I repented and believed, and since then, God has been doing great things in my life. Ephesians. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. I am grateful that I am now a child of God and able to approach him. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I am thankful for all that God has been doing in my life. Because I am a follower of Jesus, I want to be obedient to the commands of scripture and be baptized. Thanks so much, Karis. That's great. I'll take that for you. Karis, it has been great to meet you and your family. It's been a joy for us to be family friends, and I've seen both your sweet spirit and uh, even hear of your confidence in Jesus Christ. That's why it's a pleasure to be able to, to baptize you. So we love you, and because of your profession of faith, I'm happy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, so that's the first eggly, and up is another eggly. Hi, my name is Rebecca Eggly. I grew up in a home where we were taught about God through reading the Bible and going to church consistently. I thought that I was a pretty good person because I went to church and tried to read the Bible and pray. So I thought that I could live my life the way I wanted to as long as I tried to do the right things and did not commit big sins. I came to the realization last year through talking to my dad and reading my Bible that Luke 18, 19 says, no one is good except God alone. I had thought that I was good and I came to understand that only through Christ's death and resurrection that I could be saved from my sins. After I realized that doing all of those things was not good enough, I had to surrender my life to God. I have come to understand the verse in Ephesians 2, 8, which says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. I am thankful for God's saving grace and love in my life. Since I have placed my faith in Christ, I now have a desire to do the things of God instead of the things of man that I had previously been doing. I now want to read the Bible and pray on my own instead of doing them because people have told me to. I also want to do it because this is what Christians are called to do and because I desire to know the Lord. I want to get baptized today to follow the command of God to be baptized. All right, thanks Rebecca. Rebecca, you're a joy to your family and they're so excited about your profession of faith and your baptism and we want you to know we're uh, overjoyed as your church family too. So it's a pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
know this next baptismal candidate fairly well. Hello, my name is Raina Morris. My life before Christ was terrible. I was angry and impatient and proud. I was sinful and I didn't want to admit it. I tried to make my life better by just stopping to try to be good. That just made it worse. I was leading myself to a life of misery and pride. I knew God was grieved when I sinned and that made me scared and sad. I desperately needed Christ. I grew up going to GCV, my dad being the pastor all. And I am thankful that we have an amazing children's ministry, and I have enjoyed that and learned by that. I became aware of the person and work of Christ at a very young age. My mom and dad were also encouraging me to be more like Christ by disciplining me and teaching me the gospel from a very young age. The gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ lived a perfect life, tempted and tried, died on the cross as a sacrificial lamb for our sins, was buried, proving that Jesus was truly dead, and rose again victoriously, defeating sin and death, and saving me from my sins. My first response when I heard the gospel at church was to think about how could I apply it, and then I did nothing if it was hard. Of course, it was hard. In Sunday school, we were learning about the story of Stephen and how he died spreading the gospel. As Stephen was dying, Stephen asked God to forgive the, man, the men who were stoning him for the gospel. Mr. Nate asked us how Stephen could forgive them for killing him for obeying a command by Jesus Christ. He told us the answer was because the Holy Spirit filled him, just as Jesus had told them in Matthew 28:20. 20. I was praying earnestly, Holy Spirit, fill me. I realized that my sins needed to be forgiven and that Jesus could do that. I remember asking him to save me from my sins. Jesus saved me then. It wasn't me who saved me. In fact, I was the one stopping myself from being saved. I wasn't perfect, of course, and still I'm not, but Christ continued and is continuing to grow me more like Christ increasingly. I am getting baptized because God tells me to repent and be baptized because it glorifies God. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Right, thanks, Raina. Hey, your, your mom and I love you, and we are so thankful to have even seen those evidences of change in your life, the sincerity of your um, wanting to change and wanting to be like Christ. So we want you to know that we love you, and um, we're not just mom and dad. Um, when we're in Christ, um, we are in an eternal family too. So we love you, and it's my true privilege and pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm Silas Morris. I grew up constantly hearing about God. I don't know when I became a Christian, but I know that I was a sinner with no desire to be with God deserving hell. As a kid, I would lie, sneak candy, grumble, disobey my parents. The candy was tasteless with my guilt, and later I learned that it was the Holy Spirit working in me. Through years of teaching and punishment, I learned that man is sinful and God is holy, so I had a huge problem. But God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins. Then, defeating death, he rose again, and all we have to do is believe, and we can live with him. At some point, God pointed me to believe this and came into my heart, transforming it from stone to flesh. 
I believe that all my sins are washed away by Jesus' sacrifice, and one day I will see him sitting at the right hand of God in heaven. Now I don't want to do the same sinful things because Christ has worked and is at work in me. Through his work, I feel guilty whenever I neglect to spend time with him and his word. I feel obligated to obey and love through his mercy. Now I look forward to the once droning long messages at church and other places throughout the week. I want to be baptized because God commands it. My baptism shows I have a new life in Christ, and I want the church that loved me and taught me for so long to see that. Thank you. Thanks, Silas. Hey, you have thought about this day for a long time, and I know for Silas, one of the things that was hard for him about baptism, he's wanted to be baptized for a while, and the thing that was most concerning was standing in front of you all. And I still remember when they announced baptism class, and you said, I don't care that I have to stand in front of people, I want to show that I follow Jesus. So your mom and I are super proud of you, and we love you, and it's my privilege and pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Eric Drott. I have been a follower of Christ for about three years now. <clears throat> my parents would read me the Bible and served as good examples of what believers' lives should look like. But before I was a follower of Christ, I was living a very selfish and sin-filled life. I knew what the consequences of sin were, but was too prideful to repent and turn to God. It was a constant battle of trying to conquer sin on my own and failing every time thinking that I was only loved by God if I was a better Christian and if I got rid of the sin that filled my life. If it, it wasn't until I was attending the high school ministry here at Grace Church that I came to realize I was helpless and needed a Savior. It opened my eyes to see other people my age be living a life that was for the glory of God. My heart started to change when I listened to Shay teach us scripture every week. And now looking back, I think of Ezekiel 36, 26, where God tells of changing a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. I started to trust that Christ is our only source of salvation, and it is by grace through faith that we are given that gift. The guilt of sin that weighed on me before is no longer there, and finally I gave up trying to work for my salvation and realized that Jesus Christ lived a perfect life that I never could. He took the punishment and died for our sins and rose again, defeating death. It is a relief and a comfort knowing that the penalty has already been paid, and I and all I have to do is repent and believe in Jesus' saving work on the cross. I know my life is not my own, rather it should be a life surrounded to giving glory to God. I thank and praise God for saving me from my sin and for his work of sanctification in my life. It is still a constant battle with sin every day, striving to live a more righteous life than the day before. Knowing that I could never do it on my own, I bring my struggles to him. I want to be baptized because baptism unifies me with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And Jesus commands all those who believe in him to be baptized. Eric, it's been such a joy to get to know you. Uh, thanks for testifying. We love you. You're well loved by this body as well. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and because you've just professed your faith in him, 
I baptize you, Eric, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Jenna Wilson. Growing up, I was very fortunate enough to have parents who were Christians and who taught me God's word. I learned from their fruit in the way that they trusted his ways and served others. I, however, was not a Christian. I asked the Lord into my heart when I was a little girl, but I did not seek his ways. I was a sinner condemned in the eyes of the Lord. My, my heart was full of pride and I sought after my selfish desires. I was dead in my sins. When I was in high school, I believed in God and I knew the gospel, but I did not have a relationship with the Lord. I was simply living my life, going through the motions of going to church and reading my Bible. And while all these things were beneficial in my life, they were not going to save me. The Lord opened my heart to him when I was in college. I felt the crushing weight of my sin and I knew that I needed the Lord. I repented of my sins and believed him to be my Lord and Savior. I had finally understood that there was nothing I could do to earn my way into heaven. Rather, it was by the grace of God. I surrendered my life to the Lord and began living a life for him and not for myself. He saw me, my heart full of sin, and yet he still had mercy on me and chose me. I am totally sinful, deserving of death. The Lord, being so loving and mercy, merciful, made a way for me by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life and die a substitutionary death. He bore my sins on the cross, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again, having victory over sin and death. Believing this, I continually repent of my sins and turn to him. Now that I am a believer, I have learned to walk with the Lord intentionally and seek him through his word. I have been attending Grace Church for almost a year now, and, have, and I have experienced God's love dwelling in the hearts of, the, of Grace community. Eric and I have been very blessed by the Colburn and Tebow family in the way that they have been serving as Christian models for us to look up to and to learn from. I'm very thankful for the Lord's faithfulness onto us in the way that he has led us to Grace Church of the Valley. I want to get baptized because it is an act of obedience to the Lord. It identifies me with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. I am a daughter of Christ, saved by his grace. First Chronicles 16:11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Although I am a sinner and fall short, I am striving to live in obedience to his word and seek his righteousness daily. Thanks for testifying, Jenna. It's so great to get to meet you and get to know you over the uh, months. Thank you for a clear testimony of what God's done in your life. So in obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and because you've just professed your faith in him, I baptize you, Jenna, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hello, my name is Mark Levy. God's provision and providence was evident when I was born prematurely at six and a half months with a low birth weight of two and a half pounds to parents who taught us to read and study the Bible. With God's care, I did not develop any respiratory illness that affects nearly all babies born this early and that typically causes lifelong chronic lung disease. My first t-shirt was a tube sock that the ICU nurses cut out for me. 
After several weeks in a hospital incubator, the nursing staff would tell my parents that my witness growth and development seemed miraculous. I can only give God the credit and praise for my life and health. As a child, I participated in Awana and learned that scripture clearly told me about my sin and separation from God and that I was without hope, lost in my sin. During this time period, I clearly recognized that trying to pay for my sin, paying, trying to pay for my own sin wasn't going to work. I needed a savior who had already done that. Sin has a penalty and it was clear to me that I was in the same position as the rest of mankind, not measuring up to God's holy standard. God was on the other side of a very wide gap. Clearly, the God of creation and the Old Testament could bridge this gap and send his son for me. I accepted Christ with the help of my mother and became interested in living in obedience to God. Having a Bible was a great lifeline while attending Columbia College in New York City, far away from home. My faith was tested there, yet God guided me in accomplishing what was needed for a surgical career. My career path had many turns that God directed contrary to what I wanted for myself. I can only credit God for his direction, guidance, and blessing. Lordship is the real issue that I've been facing. My life needs to be about God's work, not my own. As I look to mature in Christ and strengthen his body, I need to follow his example and be baptized as stated in Matthew 19. In the career where God has placed me, I routinely witness people dying for all sorts of reasons and sometimes for no reasons at all. I can't be guaranteed tomorrow and I need to live in harmony with Jesus' example. Jesus is real and I am not ashamed of the gospel. Today is the day. Mark, because of your clear testimony and your profession of faith, it's a joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi everyone, my name is Maddie Perkins. About three years ago, my family moved to Grace Church of the Valley. I was raised in a Christian home where my mom and dad taught me to love and embrace God's word. I was involved in the I didn't quite grasp the magnitude of my sins. It wasn't until I started attending Reality and Resolve that I began to truly spend more time in the word and understand that I was a sinner in need of a perfect savior. Romans 3.23 was a verse I and I'm sure many others memorized in Sunday school. It reads, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It took on a new meaning for me and I began to realize that I was not exempt. It didn't matter how many good things I thought I did, it would never be enough by itself. God is perfect and in his eyes, I was nothing but a sinner. I needed to put my faith in something greater than myself, a savior. Jesus Christ came to earth, lived a perfect life, died a death I deserved and rose again victorious. I was saved by the grace of God and by faith that Jesus is Lord. I'm getting baptized today because Jesus commands it and I want to be obedient. I'd like to declare publicly that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and I want to follow him. Maddie, thank you for your clear testimony and it's a joy to be able to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
I learned what it meant to love and be loved by someone. They taught us about Christ and took us to church. I would say I made a profession of faith when I was 10 years old, but I didn't truly know what that meant. I was living a life where I was only caring about myself and what I could get. I thought that I was doing fine because I was going to church and reading my Bible every now and then. I started reading the Bible more and understanding how much of a sinner I was. I was hateful, I was hateful toward they didn't want to be around me. Not only was I affecting others around me, my sin was condemning me to hell. I realized that I was heading down a path that I did not want to follow. I told myself that I was going to fix, fix it and make things right. I became angry with myself because nothing that I was doing was helping me from sinning. In November of last year, I was reading Luke 9.23. Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will save it. I then realized that I can't do it on my own and that I need Christ. Christ had died on the cross for my sin so that I no longer have to choose sin, but choose Christ. That's when I truly surrendered my life to him. I repented and turned from my old ways of living and thinking. Yes, I still sin and always will, but now I know that I can run to Christ and lean on him. I want to be baptized today because I want to be obedient to the Lord's command. I want to publicly show my dedication and loyalty to Christ. Josh, that is so clear. Thank you. We're so excited for what the Lord Jesus Christ has done in your life for your profession of faith. And because of that profession, it's a joy to be able to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.